0: Welcome to One Interview, One World. This is Lainey Kay, and this is a show about interviewing people from all walks of life, because everyone has a story to share, and we can all learn from each other. I hope you enjoy listening. It's got
1: to be something you enjoy so that you stick with it for the long run not just to get in shape real quick because summer's coming or you're going to go on a cruise or you know you're going to be on the beach and taking your shirt off that that's going to fizzle you know you want to find something that you enjoy um that's a workout but that you have fun doing so that it's it's a healthy lifestyle not just a, a short fix mhm I can pay somebody to wash my truck. I can pay somebody to cut my hair. I can pay somebody to mow my lawn. I cannot pay somebody to work me out though. Mm -hmm. I have to do it. I have to put in the reps. I have to put in the work. I have to put in the intensity. um, So it all falls on you.
0: Today, I'm with Coach Doug Carter. He is a certified personal trainer in Lake Forest, California. His company's name is Steel Fitness, and he also coaches the girls' soccer team at El Toro High School with his daughter, Sammy. So, thank you, Coach Doug, for being with me today. And I would love to learn a little bit about you. Thanks
1: for having me. I am a dad, I'm a husband, I am a personal trainer. And I'm a girl's soccer coach, and those four things consume a huge amount of my life.
0: How did you get into fitness? Have you always been into that since you were young?
1: Yeah, I've always been an athlete. I've always been very active. Um, When I was a kid, I played sports. I was always the kid that played outside. I I didn't want to be in my room. I grew up at a time where computers were just kind of coming along and being invented, and I was never the sit-down-and-work-on-your-computer guy. I was never a video game guy. Um, I always needed uh, physical activity. I played the drums. I played sports. Um, I loved to just go outside and run and play with friends, and so um, I've always been a physical guy.
0: That's nice that you followed what you love to do as a career then. What types of work have you done for a living?
1: So when I was a kid, uh, my first job was Lamp Post Pizza, and that was an absolute blast. You know, just a bunch of teenagers making minimum wage uh, way back in the day, and um, had a blast doing that, and that job led into... Um, what I thought I was going to do for the rest of my life, which was uh, I became a bread man for Weber's bread. a new job and um, well I I was coaching soccer at the time and I kind of realized I was good at teaching people how to play the sport of soccer and I kind of realized I was good at motivating them and I didn't even really know and uh, so next thing you know I thought well why not? Uh, why not look into personal training and get paid for something that I was already doing for free.
0: Very cool, how do you get training to become certified fitness trainer?
1: There's lots of different ways. I initially looked into college courses and they were um, terribly expensive and just being you know um, let go from a job uh, you know money was crucial, so I couldn't spend too much money on college courses and so you can go online and study and there's all kinds of different certifications you can get. So I picked one, studied, uh, failed it twice, and then finally passed it the third time. It was considerably harder than I expected.
0: Tell me, like, what are some of the things you learned?
1: Well, it touches on everything, not just exercising. Um, it touches on nutrition. It touches on how to run a business how to take care of employees. Uh, I don't have employees. I work for myself, but, you know, it touches on safety and um,
0: cleanliness, all kinds of different things, not just how to exercise. Mm-hmm. How did you go about getting your business up and running?
1: So it took me about six months. When I lost the bed man job, I job, uh, I literally didn't have anywhere to go that next Monday morning to work and so I decided I wanted to be a personal trainer and so uh, I started looking into it asking uh, friends and family questions that I thought they might know my brother knew a guy that had been doing it for 25 years so he he got on the phone with me and steered me in a couple directions and uh, it took me about six months to um get certified look into opening the business and getting the business name and getting insurance and coverage and all that kind of boring stuff and uh it actually went by really fast and uh before i knew it uh, i was open steel fitness was alive
0: do you have like a gym where people go to or do you meet them outside or do they come you know to you or how does that work
1: um, a little bit of all of those things. It's whatever the athlete needs, whatever the client wants. And so, um, they can come to me. I have a gym here. It's, you fitness. I, um, train a lot of, uh, uh, kids, uh, in the area for different sports. So, you know, if, uh, I do a lot of soccer, so if they're a uh, soccer athlete and they want to be trained specifically for that, then, you know, we, we meet at the field, If they are runners, you know, we'll meet them out at a track somewhere, whatever their sport is, whatever their specific goals are, um, we adjust from there. I've trained people uh, at their own houses before, just outside of parks. But more often than not, they come to my gym and uh, train one-on-one.
0: Okay. And how long is a, a typical training session or how many times would they meet with you?
1: That's completely up to the client as well. Um, They can work out every day if they'd like. Um, My sessions are typically one hour, and uh, that tends to be um, plenty of time for the average uh, athlete. And uh, it's just kind of uh, most clients work out as many times a week as they can afford. So some people work out once a week. Some people work out three times a week. Uh, I've got clients that come every other week. I've got some clients, you know, that they're able to get here easier because they're closer. Other clients live a little farther away. So, um, uh, for instance, i got one client that lives uh, all the way in Garden Grove. So when he comes, he comes for two hours to make his drive sort of work his time.
0: What can a person expect when they're training with you?
1: With training and coaching at life, I, I always say we're going to work hard, but we're going to have fun. I, I like I like to put in the work. But I am definitely not the uh, military drill sergeant type. I'm not going to stand over you and yell at you and degrade you. Uh, I'm a a lot more um, motivating, I would say. I like to help you out, show you what to do, and and then let you fight through it and and motivate you to do go a little faster, go a little harder, go a little stronger. Um, But let's let's listen to music. Let's smile and let's have fun while we're working hard.
0: That's cool. I like that. That's a good philosophy and a good way of doing it. How often do you recommend somebody exercise per week, even if they're not just coming to train with you?
1: Three times a week is, is a pretty good number. You know, uh, a Monday, Wednesday, Friday thing, or a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. That's that, that's plenty for the average Joe. Um, athletes tend to train a little more than that, uh, up to five times a week. Um, just all depends on what their goal is,. Mm-hmm.
0: And do you feel that you can over-exercise?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I've done it myself many times. Um, i I actually have quite a few athletes that are high school age that um, i I've told to back off as well. Um, it's funny that most of the time I'm trying to motivate people to exercise more, but some of the time I have to tell them to back off because with high school kids they've got all their classes they've got their sport they've got their uh, extra activities they do uh, some of them have jobs, some of them have outside hobbies um, and they just got a little too much on their plate and I I, I uh, find myself telling them they need to back off a little bit and get a little more sleep eat a little healthier and um, you know not just have
0: their pedal to the metal the whole time. Mm-hmm. That's that's good. I'm glad that you do that, and especially hearing that from you, it, it probably has a lot more meaning than like a parent telling them that. So that's good. I'm I'm glad that you do that because I do feel I've had children that overdid it, and I feel like when you're overdoing it, it leads to uh, more chance for or you know tendency to get injured. Is that your opinion yep. too?
1: Yeah, injured or burnt
0: out. Um, uh, yeah, you can recover from injury, but burnout tends to
1: to beat you up emotionally and physically and mentally. It, it, you know, that's where you stress and you lose sleep and you start doing worse at all the things you're trying so hard to be better at. So it's, it's an ironic situation where you don't get enough sleep because you're studying for finals and you didn't get enough rest because you had practice five days in a week. And suddenly you find yourself in a slump and a little burnt out. And um, instead of progressing, you you regress. You've got to find that balance.
0: Thank you. I'm glad you you touched on that. What do you feel are important types of exercises to do, such as um, weightlifting, cardio, yoga, or core strengthening exercises? I know that, Cardio is important. Give me your opinion of of your perspective on those. It's,
1: all those things are important. Uh, I've definitely found over the years that the, the most important thing any person that wants to exercise or continue exercising to do is they've got to find what they like. If you just do what what the magazines say or what a what a coach might tell you. If they don't enjoy what they're doing, they're not going to stick with it and, you know, it's going to fizzle and it's going to dissipate and, you know, you're going to be back on the couch watching uh, too much TV and things. So it's literally different for everybody. I love lifting weights and I hate cardio. And, uh, you know, I understand that cardio is a necessary thing, but every time I do it, I'm not happy. (laughs) So... (laughs) So, you know, you've got to, so I, I do it. I, I push myself and I force myself to do it. But, you know, it's different for everybody. You know, uh, people like to run. People like to lift. People like to, uh, you know, uh, do things on the beach or play their specific sport. It's got to be something you enjoy so that you stick with it for the long run not just to get in shape real quick because summer's coming or you're going to go on a cruise or you know you're going to be on the beach and taking your shirt off. That That's going to fizzle. You know, you, you want to find something that you enjoy um, that's a workout but that you have fun doing so that it's, it's a healthy lifestyle, not just a, a short fix.
0: Mm-hmm. And then what about interval training? What is your opinion on that?
1: I love it. I know I just said I hate cardio, but I absolutely love interval training. I, I believe in it. I think it completely works, but it's it's uh, it's not for the beginners. It's um it's it's an advanced thing, and you want to do it right so that you don't get injured. But uh, I've I've guinea pigged myself on high intensity interval training over the years, and um, it works. It it absolutely works. Um. But it's not for the, the lighthearted. It's it's a lot of work. Why they call it high intensity, not low intensity?
0: Okay. And I was just thinking, not everybody knows what interval training is. So can you explain that?
1: Yeah. So it's it's typically the recipe is a three to one ratio. So let's say if you take one minute, you take sixty seconds. The idea is to work as hard as you can for fifteen seconds and then back off and rest for the next 45. So that's your three-to-one ratio. Um, So if that is maybe, you know, running really fast um, on a track or on a field out somewhere, uh, and then walking, um, whether it's riding a bike and pedaling really fast and then, then, you know, coasting, um, uh, maybe running up a hill um, and then turning around and walking down uh, it's anything that that athlete wants to do that that, that they can do, whether it's inside or outside.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and how uh, long would you do that for? Do you recommend?
1: Like, it's, Yeah, it's pretty hard. It's, I can only handle about 20 minutes. Okay. Um, and that's only once or twice a week. You can't do it every day. It's, it's just, it's really hard on the body. Uh, so it's short bursts of high intensity um, and then you're done. So, the, the good thing is, you're, you're done in about 20 minutes. The bad thing is, well, at least for me, I can't even keep my eyes open at night on the days I do high intensity training. I am done at the end of the day. My body's tired and I go to sleep.
0: Yeah, I've noticed that when I work out hard, I always sleep so good, which I kind of like. <laughs> I do like that. So, that's one of the pros. Yeah. It is nice. For weight training, how often and does it matter to exercise certain parts of the body on certain days?
1: Yes and no. It depends on the goal. Um, that I train that way. I train three to four times a week, and I split up all my body parts, but that's because weightlifting for me. If you consider yourself a, a bodybuilder, a weightlifter, and that's your primary thing. Then yeah. Um, if you're the average Joe that just you know wants to stay in good shape and uh, you know not gain too many pounds over the holidays and stuff like that then I would recommend total body training you know so you work a little bit
0: Yeah, and then what type of equipment do you recommend people use? Well, if you belong to a gym, then obviously you know
1: you've got the world at your hands. If you have home equipment, you can be uh, pretty limited. I've gotten real creative over the years with um, building home workouts for people that have little to no equipment. So it's as creative as your mind will let you be, um, I've done it long enough to take a person with zero equipment and just put them in a six by six, you know, space with absolutely nothing. And I could send them home begging for mercy. Um, and at the same time, you can have all the equipment in the world and, and get a great workout in as well. It's, um, it's, uh, I can make a workout for any amount um, or lack of amount
0: of equipment. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. And that's that's what we hope, that that's what a personal trainer can help us with. And and also, I would say that, you know, if you don't have weights, you can you do a lot of stuff just with your body for weight, you know, just as simple as, like, the push-up and the or
1: Absolutely. Body weight squats yeah. and push-ups and planks. You can get creative with anything you have in your house, like the gallons of water if you want to hold on to those and do squats and curls or, you know, like a military to press over your head. Um, it's, it's, it's only as limited as the person's imagination.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you. What would you tell someone who rarely exercises, but they would like to start exercising? What would you recommend they do first?
1: Uh, Ease in. Um, I, I don't like the idea of just jumping in the deep end and and hoping it all works out. Um, some people have that mentality and they can do it and that's great. But, um, I find that if, if you're not working out, then your body isn't as strong as you hope it would be. Your, your muscles aren't ready for that kind of stuff. Your mind isn't necessarily, uh, ready for that. So I like to baby step it in. I like to just start easy, simple moves, beginner moves, um, work out one day, recover the next day, work out one day, recover the next day, and, uh, and learn the exercises properly and get good at them before you start uh, moving too much weight or exercising more intense than your body Is ready for. Otherwise, they're going to get nauseous. They're going to get lightheaded. They're going to, you know, break out in a sweat and might be uh, grabbing my vomit bucket. Mm
0: -hmm. uh,
1: A little too soon.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's good. I'm glad you're you're aware of that and that you ease people into it. Because I would agree with that. That makes that makes so much sense. Um, What about when people have injuries? How do you work around? an exercise routine for that, or do you you recommend they just let the injury heal? The first
1: thing I ask them as a trainer is, is what did their doctor say? Are they they medically released to um, train with me or train on their own, or have they been, you know, um, ordered to not lift or not move? Uh, It all depends on the injury. So if, if they have a calf injury, you know, and they just kind of pulled it for whatever reason. Then you know, we won't do legs that day. We'll do some kind of upper body movement, um, or vice versa. They the, somehow did something to their arm or their shoulder. Then we'll go lower. We'll do uh, we'll do legs that day. Um, you can always get creative and make adjustments and work around it. Mm-hmm. If the doctor says don't run, then let's walk. If the doctor says don't lift, then let's get on a bike, uh, you know, let's, let, let's work around. Um, um, the only time I would say completely stay in bed and rest is if that's the doctor's orders or if you've got a fever, you know, you're sick or whatever. But um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, I, I, I kind of pride myself on, on finding something to do uh, when you're limited in some other capacity.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so too. Um, Do you have people follow a set plan for so many weeks and then change it up?
1: Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, it kind of depends on their goal. Um, uh, It also kind of goes hand in hand with with the baby steps I was talking about before, which is, you know, you you ease into one thing and um, you progress properly. You know, you don't just jump Right into something you're not ready for. If you're a beginner, I won't give you anything advanced. Yeah. Um, if if uh, if the goal is to lose weight, you know we're just we're just going to lose a little bit at a time, and, and we're going to adjust as we go. But um, again, I I don't like just jumping into the deep end. Um, you you want to properly progress, and it should never get easier it should just you should just get stronger
0: Mm -hmm. yeah i like that i i so agree with that 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 was a good way to explain it because i always feel like when i am working out consistently that is i feel stronger like i feel my muscles and i'm i'm happy i'm like oh i can i can do this and this is easier now so
1: exactly so so something that you would have struggled with with you know 10 pounds Um, Suddenly, when 10 pounds is easy, you don't just keep doing 10 pounds. Maybe you jump up to 20 pounds, so it continues to be a challenge for your body, Mm -hmm. so you can progress.
0: Yeah, I like that. What is your opinion on stretching? Because I feel like stretching the body is is really important, especially after exercising. Um, What's your opinion on that?
1: Super important. I always tell people there's no such thing as too much stretching kind of like no such thing as too much water. It just really keeps the blood moving. It keeps the oxygen moving. With my soccer teams, they always want to stretch first after warm-ups, and I always tell them, let's stretch last. Um, Stretching muscles when you're cold is just considerably harder, and um, um, it just takes them a little while to get warm, and so I prefer stretching post-exercise, post-practice, as as a cool-down and Typically, if you stretch after you train, um, you'll be a little less sore the next day. not saying you won't be sore at all, but uh, you'll you'll save a few extra sore muscles.
0: Mm -hmm. And what do you say, like, when people do exercise and they're sore, um, how do you recommend dealing with that? Or for me, what I've learned is if I do it the next day or maybe two days after the same exercise, I feel better. But what is your opinion?
1: Uh, Yeah, they call it active recovery, so that means you're taking the muscle that is sore and kind of knot it up and and, and kind of barking at you a little bit, and then you just just hit it again. Um, You want to be careful with that. Um, I like to let whatever muscles are sore recover, you know, mostly before I hit them again, but um, some things uh, get a lot of extra work more than others, like your arms you know, no matter what you're doing, it seems like you need your arms when you work out. So if you go to work out the next day again, you're definitely going to need your arms again, whether you're, you know, picking something up, you know, if I'm working out chest, I'm using my arms. And if I'm working out shoulders, I'm using my arms. And if I'm working out arms, I'm using my arms. So you got to get creative on spreading it out evenly over the week so that, um, you're not absolutely killing yourself. But, um, I feel as long as you make sure you warm up properly and get some blood in those muscles and get your heart rate up a little bit and just, again, ease in. Don't dive into the deep end. Ease into the training, and uh, you'll know if you're pushing it too much, uh, your body will tell you, and, you know, when your body tells you, when it barks at you a little bit, you back off. If you feel fine and you get going, then move forward.
0: Okay. Okay. And what about the rollers or people will roll out their muscles? What is your opinion on that?
1: I love them. I absolutely love them. I think I have three or four of them in the gym. Foam rolling, it's, um, it just feels good. It loosens the muscles. For me, I put on my back. I can feel my crack on my back just crack right on up to the top. Um, you can roll your leg. I, I, I like doing that sort of the opposite of stretching. I like foam rolling first and getting the muscles ready and then exercising and then stretching afterwards. It, it just kind of, it's kind of like massage, you know, but most of us don't have someone willing to rub us down right before we work out most days. And so that foam roller just sits there and waits for you to use it and get your blood moving, lose the oxygen around, um, get you warmed up and, and ready to go.
0: Okay. How important is diet and nutrition to one's fitness goals?
1: It's arguably the most important thing. Yeah, Um, it's also arguably the hardest thing. Mm -hmm. Um, it's uh, you can. There's a saying: you can't outrun a poor diet. Mm-hmm. In other words, you, you can run seven days a week, and uh, but if you if you eat bad every night, um, you're just not going to see the same results as if you put them together. They just they go hand in hand. It's it's I can't stress how important nutrition is. Um, it's sometimes I think it's simple, like hey, you got a Snickers bar in your left hand. And you got a bowl of strawberries in your right hand. Which one should you choose? Mm -hmm. Well, we both know what we should choose. So it seems easy, uh, but it's not, you know. I wake up, you know, in the middle of the night hungry and I can't, you know, go chop up steamed broccoli and vegetables I'm going to wake the whole house up so sometimes it's easier, you know, to crunch down a a couple cookies and then fall right back asleep and so (laughs) it's it's hard. Not everybody's got all the time in the world to to make some nice plain chicken and vegetables and take their vitamins and drink their water. Everybody's running around working and and uh, you know just grabbing what they can on the go, and so it's it's a huge struggle. I would I would say it's the hardest thing about fitness and um, training is the nutrition. Um, people have sugar cravings; those those are hard to subside. Um, you know, the weekend comes along and someone wants to have a barbecue and, you know, next thing you're over there. It's always somebody's birthday party. It's always a holiday. It's always – in in America, we love to celebrate everything. We celebrate everything. So every weekend it seems like there's something we can be celebrating, which means candy or cake or soda or beer or, what you know, something that's going to interfere with our training. And it's just up to us to – Have the mindset and discipline to, um, you know, put the right things in your mouth and make those right decisions. But we're not perfect. We're not going to make those decisions Mm -hmm. perfectly every time. But if you can make a good decision 75% of the time, then I think you're way ahead of the game.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. Do you follow any diet protocols?
1: It's I've been... Doing this for so long, it's just kind of in my head. I, I don't keep a journal. I don't have things written down. I just have kind of been eating a certain way for so long um, that I just, I know what to have. So it, it depends on the day. For me, if it's a big, heavy training day, um, I eat a little differently. I, I need a lot more calories. I need a lot more water, um, depending on the day. And the training session, it depends on which vitamins and supplements I take. Um, And if it's a non-training day, if it's just a Sunday and I'm going to stay home and spend the day with my family, um, I eat considerably less. And I don't take all the same vitamins and supplements. And, uh, you know, maybe have that extra cup of coffee in the morning and and hang out with the family. Um, But it's consistent with um, it's consistently nutritious, nutritious, and it's consistently healthy. Um, but you know, we all make mistakes.
0: Mm -hmm. What would you tell someone wanting to become a fitness trainer, how to go about it?
1: Oh, wow. That's a great question. Oh, there's so many, there's so many roads to take. Um, I guess it just depends on where they are in their life. If it was a if it was a, a young person, someone still in school, I would say, you know, go, you know, gear your classes and your studies towards towards fitness and nutrition and, and take all the proper classes. Um, for me, I was, I mean, I think I was 40 but it, when, when I made this decision. So, um, you know, <laughs> I was already an old guy when I decided to do it. So it was a little more of a... a you know, fast-track to get certified as quickly as I could and start making money so I could, you know, keep uh, putting food on the table for my family. But um, there are uh, – um, there's plenty of different certifications you can get. There's all kinds of classes, uh, college classes, online. Um, I guess it also depends on what you – you know, um, you could you could go work for a gym. You could work for yourself. Um, For me, I I stumbled into it a little bit through soccer. So um, I was coaching soccer and didn't realize I was good at coaching people and motivating them, and that's kind of where it led me. So um, the best thing to do is get your school in because there's there's quite a bit to learn, and uh, I feel like, with fitness and nutrition, you never know everything, you never can learn it all, it's constantly changing, Um, there's so much to learn about food, and your body, and rest, and recovery, and supplements, and uh, are you training an older guy, are you training a younger guy, are you training somebody with some sort of special need, it's just, it's, it's, never ending what's right today is wrong tomorrow and vice versa. So um it's it's uh it's a lot to learn and I never I never claim I know it all.
0: So mhm. And you know, the more experience you have the more you're you've learned from it. So you you yeah. It's kinda like on the job learning as well. And like you say um you can never know enough so you continue to learn or study study all the different facets of it
1: yeah totally right um you know i i studied the books and, and got certified and answered all the questions but um i learned so much more in just physically training training clients and learning about them and uh there's so many things i learned that weren't in the book you know and so um It's just, uh, there's nothing you can learn all day from a book, but there's nothing that beats real experience.
0: Mm -hmm. That's good. I like that. Uh, what are some of the challenges that you have encountered having this type of business?
1: Injuries, um, age, sometimes, uh, you know, someone's got some sort of physical, uh, challenge, Um, that you got to work around. You know, not everybody that comes to me is a a perfect athlete ready to go and just can do anything I throw at them. And so um, everybody's got their challenges, but I think that's one of my most favorite things about it is that every client's a little bit different, you know. Are they young? Are they old? Are they male? Are they female? Are they an athlete? Are they obese? Do they... Uh, what sport did they play? Um, I remember the first time a lacrosse player came to me, and I was like, how do you play lacrosse? I had to go figure it out so that I could train him. Uh, I had a race car driver come to me one time, and he wanted his neck and forearms uh, stronger because that was the muscles that got most fatigued when he would race in a car, and so I had to learn about that. So um, everybody's got their challenge, and... um. I think that's one of my most favorite things about the job is, is taking a challenge and figuring out how to adjust to it and make it work. Otherwise it's just boring. Mm -hmm.
0: And I think it would be a neat business in that you get to interact with all kinds of people and you, you know, so you're learning about people and it seems like it would be enjoyable.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I have learned, um, so much about so many people, and um, it it helps me learn. It it helps me, uh, you know, um, learn how to be more understanding, more humble, um, walk in somebody else's shoes, um, and not just assume, you know, that you know everybody lives the life that I live. And um, uh, I think because of that, I've made many many new friends that, you know, started as clients and then turned into friends because of exactly that.
0: Well, since we're kind of dealing with the quarantine right now for the COVID-19, how has that affected your business?
1: For me, uh, it's definitely affected it. I'm, uh, most of what I do is private one-on-one stuff anyway. So I, I don't do big groups. And so, um, it's easy for me to train somebody, um, with the social distancing when it's just one-on-one. But I've also found myself just recently uh, uh, writing workouts for people and then sending them to them at home and making those kinds of adjustments. I had a client that, you know, hasn't come for a few weeks because of all this that's going on. And I went to the mail one day and there was a check that he had sent me. And I, I, I texted him. I said, well, what's the check for you? not not come. And he said, send me workouts.
0: Oh, great. And so
1: I said, I said, yeah. I I go, wow, you got it. So I probably spent an hour doing, doing, giving him about three workouts for the next week. And then I just sent him those workouts based on what I know that that client knows. And based on the equipment I know he has or doesn't have at his house. Mm-hmm. So, um that's another way we've gotten creative through all this, uh, uh, <laughs> the way the world is right now is I'm a coach and everything I do is you're constantly making adjustments, you know? Um, and so I like that. I have to get creative. And so, um, I've been doing that, uh, for the last week or two, getting creative with clients that are stuck at home. And I ask them, what do you have? Um, and I, I'm able to make some kind of workout based on uh, how much equipment they have or how limited of of equipment that they have. And um, I just, uh, just got a call yesterday from uh, a couple that lives in Texas, and they wanted me to train them. I said, how the heck am I supposed to train you from California to Texas? And so they want to... Uh, you know, Skype or FaceTime or, or, uh, however we can do it with the equipment they've got. They've got a big home gym and so they, I told them to send me pictures of that. And I looked at it and I'm going to start working on, uh, a program based on their equipment and then, uh, start FaceTime timing them. And, uh, I'll be home, they'll be home, and they'll still be working out. So, uh, yeah, we're getting, uh, we're getting creative in these time.
0: I like that. That's going to be good, and that'll probably yeah. lead to more business that you didn't even realize existed. So that's good. Exactly. It sounds like you're you're still doing you're still doing as good as you can be during this time. So I'm glad to hear that. Can you share some success stories of people that you have trained?
1: Yeah, I'll share you my favorite one. Uh, um, I had a guy come in here. Uh, maybe two years ago and he had gotten himself up to about uh, about 300 pounds about 290 something mm-hmm. and uh, I had trained him all on and off in the, in the past over the years and he had just um, kind of uh, let himself go a little bit and he came back to me and said uh, you know I gotta I'm gonna get married and I you know I gotta get back in shape. And uh so we got creative. Um, we got him onto a keto diet, we did intermittent fasting, we um we got him some good supplements and I got him on a program and so uh it took he came to me two to three times a week, um, was also doing something called Croft Magoff um, on other days, which is um I'm not entirely sure. It's some kind of martial art. I've never uh, taken it before. Uh, he did that a couple times a week. And uh, it took us, I'd say, it must have been about 14, 15 months. And we got him down uh, 100 pounds. We got him down to 190-something. Um, and uh, he you wouldn't even recognize him. I bet. His before and after picture, he doesn't even look like the same person. And, uh, um, I've been, people have told me like, wow, great job that you did with him. And I always tell them, no, no, I helped him along the way, but he was the one that did the work. And one of the things I tell all my clients, um, the first time they come is whatever your training is going to be, whether you, you know, play a sport, lift weights, do your cardio, wh- whatever your thing is, you you will get out of it exactly what you put into it. So if you give your sport 50%, your sport will give you back 50%. If you give something 100%, it's going to give you back 100%. It's the fairest thing there is. Um, so this client, he put in 100%. Um, he didn't cheat. He ate proper Um he fasted. He looked into all the proper vitamins um, to take because he was fasting. Huh? And he just, he did something seven days a week. And his hard work, his his mindset and his discipline got him 100 pounds down. Um, I was just there next to him running along with him. Um, so it's, you get out of it what you put into it. And it, it really is that simple. You can... It's it's the fairest thing in life. I've yet to I've yet to come up with something in life that is more fair than that. I can pay somebody to wash my truck, I can pay somebody to cut my hair, I can pay somebody to mow my lawn. I cannot pay somebody to work me out though. Mm-hmm. I have to do it. I have to put in the reps, I have to put in the work, I have to put in the intensity, um so it all falls on you.
0: Mhm. Yeah. That's a super important point. And yeah. That's so I'm um, that's so wonderful that he did that. But I mean and I'm sure having you along helped motivate him. And so I feel like sometimes you just need somebody in your corner to help motivate you to stay on track. So that's so cool. And that's rewarding for you, you know. So that's Love that. Let's see. What have you learned from coaching soccer?
1: Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Um, You might run out of tape on that one. Uh, Well, you name it. Um, uh, Wow, I don't even know where to start. Um, I never set out to coach soccer. My daughter, when she was born, basically was just born loving soccer. It was just in her blood. Um, In fact, her first word was ball. Mm -hmm. Not dad, not mom, ball. Uh And so she started playing soccer at five, and uh, I started coaching her at six. It was just, it began as a way to spend time with the family. So I coached, she played, and my wife was our team mom. And so it was a great way for us to, you know, spend great quality time together. Um, And in the meantime, you know, about twice a year, we'd get a new team, we'd get a team in fall, we'd get a team in spring. And so, you know, teams have anywhere from 12 to 20 players on a roster. And so when you get to meet an average of 30 new families a year, um, just because they're on your team and on your roster that's a pretty that's a pretty special thing you you get to meet all kinds of different types and I coach their kids and I get to know the parents and um, you know uh, they don't all love me and I don't all love them but but you know for the most part we, we get along and we do the best we can um, and so we've made incredible amounts of friends over the years um, I didn't realize how much I enjoyed coaching kids until I actually started doing it um uh it, it just it just seemed natural and I, I didn't know I had that in me until I started doing it um and fast forward 15 years I've never stopped doing it I've had about 30 soccer teams over the last 15 years never taken a break. And um, um, you learn a lot about people through their kids. Typically if you got a hard working blue collar kid, you they've got hard working blue collar parents, you know. If you've got a little bit of a little bit of a rebellious kid or maybe they dig their heels in a little bit, chances are their parents are gonna be, you know, a little rebellious and dig their heels in a bit so um, Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. But I've kind of like training clients, I've learned how to adjust to families, not just kids on your roster, you know, if you get a kid on your team, you you get the whole family on the team, so when I'm on sidelines, I get to meet mom and dad and brothers and sisters, and my favorite are the grandparents, when the grandparents come, Um, I love looking at their faces, Uh, they're just full of pride on the sideline when they watch their kid play, and so it brings me just tons of happiness to, to take a group of 15 or so girls, um, find their strengths, find their weaknesses, and try to place it all together on one team to, to, so that they can all work cohesively. And, and hopefully at the end of the week when we play that game, we get a win. Um, but if we don't get a win, it's not always a horrible thing. I always say wins are just icing on the cake. It's the time you get to spend with the kids. It's seeing them grow. It's seeing them progress, reach their goals, come together as a team, um and um just like I said, with training, work hard but have fun doing it.
0: Nice. That was a really good explanation for for being a coach. As it is rewarding. And, and I love that you enjoy seeing the family and the whole aspect of it and that winning isn't everything. So that was, that was really sweet. Uh, do you have any life advice that you would like to share?
1: Life advice. Well, I've learned lots of things. I've had to unlearn lots of things. I've made tons of mistakes. I've made tons of good decisions. Um, if there's one thing I've learned that I just is absolute in my life, it's that life has a funny way of, of taking you down paths you never intended on going down. And I think our our mindset, having a proper mindset um, when life gives takes you left when you're hoping to go right, it's how you attack that left turn that I think determines happiness and success and and where your future is going to lead. Um, I've had a lot of uh, challenges that I've faced that have made me take a turn in life that I wasn't planning on going and wasn't prepared on going, and all of a sudden you're going down that road and that path, and if you don't make the best of it, it's just not going to work. Uh proper, positive mindset, and some good discipline to go along with it will get you everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a bad uh, a bad attitude, a bad mindset is kind of like a, a flat tire. You're just not going to get too far until you change it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a really good way to put it. Really like that. I ask people this too. This is another question. Um, what does humanity need to work on to make this world a better place?
1: Uh, I I think it's simple. I think we just simply need to be nicer to each other. I think we need to relearn manners and etiquette. Um. We are all so busy. We, we, we have so many things on our plate every single day that we tend to rush through those days, and that might mean rushing through um, talking to a co-worker or rushing through having that talk with your kid or sitting down and having dinner with your family at night. Um, I feel like we've gotten away from those things, those simple, those simple times, and ironically, right now, With this coronavirus, it's forcing everybody to slow down and stay home. And I have never seen so many families walking outside, kids riding bikes, people walking their dogs, uh, laughing, having fun, spending family time together. And despite um, the virus and some of the things that are going on, I think so much good is gonna come out of this because um it's forcing us to slow down and relearn how it used to be. Um, I think I think it's really that simple. be nicer, have manners, have etiquette, you know what? Hold the door open for an old lady and watch her face light up, but like we just don't do that kind of stuff
0: anymore, mm-hmm. yeah. I so agree with you. I do think that this has made us like turn inward, um, realize what's important. So I thank you for touching on all of those things. I agree 100%. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. I would love for you to tell us what is the best way for people to contact you.
1: I'm pretty old school. Um, I, I, you can simply call or text me. Um, I have a Facebook and Instagram page that I will um, post fitness and nutrition information on. Um, not just that, you know, I'll put some stuff up, just family stuff, and so you can see that I'm just a regular guy trying to live life and figure it all out like everybody else. I do not have a website. Um, I had one for years and just realized um, um, it just wasn't working for me. I, I am a hands-on person. I am a let's talk in person kind of guy let's shake hands and and get out there and do it so uh I'm not the techiest guy um not because I can't figure it out but just because I like to dig my heels on in on that a little bit and and, uh I'm just kind of old school let's let's get outside let's shake hands let's talk in person and let's get to work
0: fantastic do you want to share your phone number
1: Phone number is 949 929 2973 and feel free to text me anytime you'd like.
0: Wonderful. Thank you, Doug. Thank you for sharing. It was very enlightening. I'm sure it's going to help a lot of people.
1: You're very welcome. It was a pleasure.
0: Hi there. Thank you for listening. I truly appreciate it. My goal is to unite people in understanding each other. I love learning from other people and by each person sharing about their life and their perspective. It can help each of us to realize that we all share similar dreams and hopes for a better world. To help this podcast reach more people, kindly leave a review on iTunes or social media and share with others. And if you would like to be interviewed or have suggestions, you can email me at laney at one, one world.com laney is spelled L A N I E. Thank you so much.